Welcome to the Shane Anigans Podcast. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, all, and welcome to this fortnight's installment of the Shane Anigans Podcast Artist Edition, the podcast series where I interview artists who are not super well known but should be. On this episode, I am joined by New York based alternative RB artist Jordan Fiction. Jordan has been rising to popularity with tracks such as Kiss Me Harder, Hurt So Good, and his most recent release, Smokey Eye. Jordan himself will be developing a podcast soon, so make sure you keep an eye out for it on his socials and watch out for it in the future. Please welcome Jordan Fiction to the Shane Anigans Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Shane Anigans Podcast Artist Edition, the podcast series where I interview artists who are not super well-known, but should be. On today's episode, I am joined by none other than TikTok sensation, alternative R&B artist, Jordan Fiction. Let's go, let's go, let's go. How's it it going, Jordan? How's um, how's it going? Hello. It's great. It's great to be here. Making the most of it. And uh, just trying to take it day by day, truly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I say this every episode, but these are strange times. And you seem to hear that every time you leave the house. Yeah, it's Uh, it's like the Twilight Zone. Yeah, for real. It's uh, it's crazy. And everything that's going on in America, we don't even, I don't even want to get into that. America just looks like, I, I don't know what it looks like. It looks like... A fantasy it looks like video a mix- game, dystopian, uh, basically lots of video games that I've played. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It looks like every dystopian novel TV show movie ever. You know what I'm saying? It's like Pretty it's much. like an episode of Black Mirror over there or something. <laughs> that's, you know, that's even better. Because Twilight Zone is like kooky, kind of strange, but Black Mirror is just straight up dark sometimes most times so it, it's like a it's like a yeah one of those black men was crazy yeah and i mean Amer- america's the same no offense to america well, I mean, <laughs> but we're, we're not gonna get into that right now let's get into the podcast uh so jordan you've seen the podcast before heard the podcast before you know that every episode we start off with a joke and today's episode is no different so <laughs> Um, yeah. Let's get into it. When my local barista handed me my change, one coin stood out. Look at that. You rarely get one of these old wheat pennies nowadays, I said, tapping the sheaf, tapping the sheaf of the wheat design. I handed her the penny. Turning it over and in her, turning it over and over in her hand, she said, you know, I always thought they were made of copper. I don't... Listen, I guess that's probably why she's barista and not corporate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? I actually... So, one day... This is how yeah. normal I This is how normal I am. One day, I said to myself, you know, Jordan, you don't really reward yourself that often. So let's go to Starbucks, buy ourselves buy ourself a drink. Yeah. And uh, so I go, they're closed. Like, damn it, COVID. I go again another day, they're closed. I go again, they're closed. I go for the fourth time, they're open. I walk in and I see a help wanted sign. And I'm like, you know, I think this is one job that I wouldn't mind working. Because 
I like coffee. I like the atmosphere of Starbucks. It's right by my crib, you know, whatever. And I, I, I sent in an application. I called them. They never hit me back. But I could have almost been a barista. Almost. So I could have been the person that flipped over that penny and said, no, I thought these were made of copper. You know what, Jordan? I don't think it's a real story, but I mean, yeah. it's literally real. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just don't make with him pull you, up but... the Instagram archives. I have I documented this on my story. <laughs> oh my don't days! Don't make me pull yeah. up the receipts. I, I will mean, do it. Listen, we'll we'll show it right here, right now. If it happens to be a true story, we'll show it right here on everyone's screen. In the edit. <laughs> yeah, in the edit, in post. Um, cool. So. That brings us to our next segment. Um, after that dry job, once again, okay, I'm not going to lie, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan, I got it from Reddit. It's not my joke. I, I'm not that good yet that so I'm writing my own jokes, but I'll get there someday. Um, <laughs> let's let's get into our next segment, Florida Man of the Fortnite. Um, yeah, I'll come up with a catchy name at some point. It's basically Florida Man of the Fortnite. In case you weren't aware, Jordan. Florida man is a person in Florida who is employed by the U.S. government to drive up um, tourism to the area. That's not true. It's just a phrase that's at the front of a bunch of unusual news headlines that take place in Florida. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it yourself. No, I I never heard I've never heard that before. That's You've really never heard of Florida man. <laughs> No, am I am I really bugging for not? That's crazy. I, I honestly, he's a pretty popular internet meme right now. Florida man, uh, I mean the one for my birthday. That should tell you enough that there's enough Florida man where you could type in Florida man and your birthday, and you'd probably find something. Uh, see, <laughs> I'm an old soul. I've been around for centuries, and I'm not I'm not the hottest on the memes, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I get you. I get you. Um. Yeah, so this Fortnite's Florida Man comes to us from Florida, of course. Florida Man sentenced for threatening and sending a dead rat to his ex-wife. Yeah, this one's a little bit dark. Um, an Indiana man has been sentenced to four years and ten months in federal prison for threatening his ex-wife over several years and mailing a dead rat to her Florida home. Isn't that very Florida, Jordan? Doesn't that sound very Florida to you? Some strange stuff there. You know, Flor I think I think I blame it on the weather because I've been to Florida <laughs> very many times. Uh, and every time I've been there, it's just been like, God damn, it is hot and it is humid. <laughs> so I could imagine if I lived there all the time, every day, I would go mad as well. I don't know if I would ship a dead animal. That's a, that's a bit much. Um, but... <laughs> I might be a little bit less sane than I am now, if that's possible. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, honestly, people always do crazy stuff in the sun and when a lot of money comes into play. Those are the two things there that make people go crazy. And uh, Romney Christopher Ellis, 57-year-old man, is no different here. 57, imagine that, being 57 years old and sending a dead rat to your ex-wife. Having, having nothing better to do. <laughs> that's really weird. Yeah, no, nah, that's pretty weird. Um, threatened to decapitate her, set her on fire, etc., etc. I mean, it's, 
it's about as florid as you can get. Maybe if he sent to a dead alligator or something, that would make a bit more sense. Um, that but... might even be some type of like uh, like knickknack because I know that Florida they love those gift shops with like alligator teeth and stuff like that. You should have just did that instead. They love their alligators. That's so true. In in America, there's a lot of you know a lot of animals there. You don't you don't get alligators in the UK. I mean, you get bears, alligators, porcupines, uh, all sorts of the whole range there. Mountain lions. You get mountain lions in America. You know, we don't get that here. That's pretty cool. Actually, in my college town, one of my one of my close close friends, teachers or professors, whatever, said that she either heard or probably not saw i feel like you probably wouldn't come back from that if you saw one but she heard <laughs> a mountain lion and i was like there's no way there's mountain lions here because there was a mountain range but it wasn't that much space you know like national geographic type shit where it's just like rolls and rolls of mountains it was just like a little park that people would hike in so yeah. i was quite shocked to learn once i googled it and confirmed it that yes the, that town had had mountain lions quite shocking here on the on long island where i'm from you don't really get crazy wild animals like the most wildlife i'll see is birds squirrels spiders where, where is long island is that near so, new york am i yeah my, my american geography is isn't that good okay it's, it's all right long island is part of new york uh no matter how separate long islanders think they are from the rest of new york i guess and if you were to look at it, it's funny, I have a map on my wall right now, so I guess I have a bit of a cheat code, don't I? But <laughs> so if this is kind of like the main part of New York, I guess New York is more shaped like that. Long Island um, would be a little jut out from there. And it's quite diverse for such a small strip of land. You have urban, suburban and rural here spanning across the whole thing. So you can see quite a bit of stuff if you just go for a day of driving around here yeah that's that's really cool i mean yeah there, there's a good amount of stuff in the uk i mean landmarks and whatnot and i mean i think honestly the craziest thing in terms of animals we have here the most outlandish thing is probably foxes maybe i don't know that's really Something cool like we that. do have foxes here coyotes Coyotes. Coyotes are like foxes on crack. Honestly, they're like... <laughs> they definitely like give me level. crackhead energy. Yeah, honestly. I think coyotes are probably the crackheads. Maybe hyenas are the crackheads of the dog Hyenas are genre. crackheads. <laughs> but they be laughing at nothing. They're crackheads. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, my days. Oh, you have to get a goons. crowd of I hyenas always... to laugh at your jokes. Honestly, I think if I ever go into comedy, I'll just, I won't even get people to come over. I'll just get a bunch of hyenas from the zoo or something. Yeah, just get a cage of hyenas to come on tour with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's some Eric Andre stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So that brings us to the end of our little gimmicky segment um, at the beginning of the episode. Let's get into the questions. So what's the meaning behind the name Jordan Fiction? I mean, Jordan, we, I mean, we all know that Jordan is your real name, but Fiction, um, I don't know, like, what what was the meaning behind that? What what was going through your mind when you came up with that? Well, uh, basically, Fiction, ever since I'd been making music, Fiction had kind of been, like, in my head. Um, really, like, 
yeah, ever since I'd been making music, but even before that, I'd always been a storyteller. I loved writing stories, whether it was in class or, you know, just outside of, of school, sitting, because I was an only child when I was younger, so uh, I would just have nothing to do. So I'd sit in my room and write stories and play with action figures. So I was very much into fiction, cartoons and movies. That was like my world, pretty much. And I always would immerse myself into that. And taking that cartoon lens, that that escapism, otherworldly lens, and applying it to the world around me, uh, that's something that I, I do every day. I mean, we were kind of just referring to it lightly before, but it feels like life is a video game or a movie. And especially now, it's just even more like that. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, it's just kind of funny how how things played out like that but so there's that aspect i just love storytelling and when i was really getting into music it wasn't even r&b or or rap that was my first interaction with finding my my love for it it was actually rock music um and to kind of like make a long story a little bit less long it started yeah. with guitar hero and then i, I okay. started going from Guitar Hero to applying that to actual guitar. And I went through many cycles of rock bands that I was obsessed with. But one band that still stays with me is Avenged Sevenfold. They still inspire my music. Um, and on TikTok, it's, people love that guitar that I have. It's the same model as the, the guitarist from the band. Is um, it the black and white one? I think it's the black and white one. Yeah, yeah, with the stripes. The drummer for that band, the late drummer, he died in, in 2009. Uh, his name was Jimmy the Rev Sullivan, but his nickname, or kind of a nickname that he gave himself, was Fiction. And he had it tattooed down his chest and everything. He's a bold guy. I, I really liked him. And he said that because in an interview, something like this, he was like, yeah, if I explain my life events, all the events in my life leading up to me playing in this huge rock band, you would think that it was fiction. And I don't know why that stuck with me when I was younger, but I I just thought that it was really amazing. And he inspired me on a musical level because he was a mad genius. The dude was just a psycho when it came to every instrument that he played, every song that he wrote for the band. And at the time that I discovered the band in high school, I was super sad. And he was just a, a positive role model for me because I had discovered them after he had passed and seeing all of that content of him, you know, messing around backstage with the band and chilling with the buddy with his buddies in the studio. I just saw that not only is he a talented musician, but he is just that one friend in the friend group that is the glue that unites everyone. Like there's just so much love pouring out of that kid yeah. the whole time, like the entire time. And I looked at him and I was like, damn, I want to be that. I want to be a musical psycho and I want to be the one that is just pouring love out to his friends, fans, the fam, you know, and uh, so I, I wanted to carry him with me with my own music. So it's the combination of my love for storytelling and my admiration for this drummer that I was fortunate enough to come acquainted with, you know, his music. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, it's honestly, whenever I, like, I've had a few artists who 
I only discovered after they passed away, you know? And it's like, it's really sad because I wish I could have appreciated them and, you know, shown love to them before they passed. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel like I, I've, I missed out on that. And I don't know, as selfish as it sounds, it feels like it was taken away from me, you know? But um, I guess we have to... I don't know, I guess the best we can do is just share their message and their love with everyone around us, I guess. Of course. And yeah. it's like that for so many of my favorite artists, actually. I, I mean, I knew about them when they were alive, but I didn't get super into them the way I am now until they passed. Like, of course, I knew about Michael Jackson when he was alive, but I didn't get super, super, super into him until after he passed. And then, you know, that's when all the radios play his music. And when my parents were playing his music and when everybody was playing his music, and I'm like, damn, this man had ideas, bro. Talented. Yeah. And the same thing with Prince. Like, of course, I knew about Prince when he was alive, living legend, living icon. But yeah. after he had passed, that morbid curiosity, you're like, you know, who is this cat? And then you dive in and you're like, wow, this man really had some ideas. Yeah. It's, you know, I guess the only bright side to that is like, you weren't along the journey with them while they were alive. So when they pass, it's not like there was a huge hole in your heart. Like for a lot of Michael Jackson fans or a lot of Prince fans, you know, or a lot of fans for this mountain of artists that have passed away already. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, when you when you think about it, because Michael Jackson had an incredible fo this following. There's this one clip, right, of his, of one of his concerts. I mean, there's a billion clips of his concerts. But there's this one clip, right, where he's just stood there with his hands on his hips kind of thing. And then he turns his head. Whole place just goes insane. There's people fainting in the crowd. There's, like, <laughs> there's medics rushing yeah. to, like, get to this person, you know, like, swimming through this crowd of people. All the guy did was turn his head. But once you get into his stuff, you can understand this, um, this sort of, like, electric atmosphere around it. You get what I'm saying? It's, he was an alien. It was, it was crazy! Oh, my days. Yeah, um... All right, so, um, moving on to the next question. Uh, how have you been keeping yourself cool throughout this whole COVID situation? You know, what daily routines, anything that you've been, like, doing to stay on top of, um, on top of things? Daily routines. So, uh, daily routines, huh? Okay. Not much of a, <laughs> if that even of a daily exists. routine up until this point, <laughs> because it's funny how you, how you mentioned routines, but... Up until this point, I've just kind of been playing it by ear and coasting, not coasting through my day, because I'm a very, I'm a very planned out type dude. I write my goals down, I write everything down that I want to accomplish, I identify it, and then I accomplish it. So, in a way, not much has changed because I'm so used to doing things by myself, working from home. Like, I'm like Batman in that sense. I learned pretty early that relying on people to help you for a vision at least when you're super young starting out you know not a lot of people will take it as seriously as you so it's best to just not waste your time trying to catch up with people or have or catch people up to you and then you know how come we didn't do this da, 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 da. but i digress i'm just used to working alone so that's been pretty cool it's been a bit stressful just watching everything happen the way it's been happening and I've, I've tried to let it, I've tried to let it inform my process 
and changes and pivots in my process without distracting the end goal of everything. You know, it's important to consider your surroundings, you know, read the room as you're doing something, especially something artistic. But you shouldn't let the world sort of taint your vision, you know, so uh, it's it's been a balance. And about the routines thing, it's funny because just being free in my own four walls to do whatever I want, I, yeah, you know, it's been kind of cool being able to read more and get more into my instruments. And because I hadn't really been practicing my guitars or my vocals, it's kind of just like, oh, time to track some guitar and I break it out and start playing it. Oh, time to sing this, you know, this verse. And then I'd start singing it. But now having all this time, I've just been able to immerse myself in all my different passions and stuff. So, uh, but the one downside to that is I was just not getting sleep. I would just be like a 12 year old when his parents were out of town, just stay up all night, all night, all night. And uh, (laughs) it's, it was fun. Like it is fun. I, I love being a night owl and I still am, but there comes a point where having a sleep schedule is better because, you know, just for you know, just on some brain shit, like your brain just needs sleep at a uniform time. So my friend posted on his story the other day, he's like, yo, cause my guy, Phil, he's a, he's a producer. He works with uh, another artist who's a great friend of mine. His name is Jay Intense. And uh, he does all the production for him. He's a madman, psycho. Uh, and he also is like me, doesn't get sleep. Like, we'll just text each other at four in the morning. Like, yo, you up? Yeah. Yeah. And he posted on his story, anyone else trying to regulate their sleep schedule? Like, just be on some human hours type thing? And of course, I ticked yes on the poll. And he makes this huge group chat. So now I'm in this group chat where we get up at 9 a.m. every day. And we have to check in and say hello. Sometimes with a, like a nice big FaceTime call, everybody is just like, checking in as they're eating breakfast that sounds so and wholesome it is. <laughs> that sounds really and, nice and if we don't do that we'll just text in say hello and uh that's been kind of cool because it, it it feels nice to not only get up at the same time every day but also just have people that hold you accountable but the catch is really funny uh we have punishments that you have to do if you don't get up on time okay so anyone that fails to check in we have them spin the wheel and Whatever punishment they land on, they have to do it. So we have a bunch of funny things ranging from like, go outside, pick up 13 blades of grass with a tweezer, which someone had to do yesterday. It was quite funny watching them. To just like embarrassing yourself in public. Exercises, so that's not too bad. We had someone take a shot of apple cider vinegar. Tastes terrible, but is actually good for you. You know, just silly stuff like that. But... I'm trying to integrate the daily routine type thing back into my life because just because the world is burning doesn't mean that my sleep schedule has to fall into the rubble go with, down it. with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I've been trying to to be as human uh, and as self-regulating as possible so that, you know, I can at least do what I can to bring myself, bring the best of myself to the world and uh, help people to have you know, some dope stuff to listen to, to enjoy, to escape into, you know, I just want to, I'm very passionate about bringing the best of me to everyone so that, you know, I can just make the world a better place ultimately. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Um, 
Okay, so yeah, trying to find like routine in your day and sleep routines and all of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, cool. So on to my next question. You have been sort of like working on this podcast thing over the past like recent area of time, I guess. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about the, um, you know, what it's about, what you aim to bring from it and yeah just tell us a little bit about it right well it all started with well at least the idea for the podcast had started from tiktok because i don't even know exactly what video it was that sparked it but kind of just like in the comment sections of my videos people say or actually it was my lives my live streams um people would say oh jordan your voice is so soothing you know it's so calming and you should do a podcast, this and that. And I love on my lives to read stories. So I would be reading all types of, you know, spooky stories, creepypastas type thing, uh, talking, just talking about whatever, favorite movies, blah, blah, blah. And people really like my voice. So I was like, you know what? I will start a podcast. What would you guys want me to do? They're like, yo, read stories, read stories. So I was like, all right. I'll definitely do that. But then I realized I can't just take creepypastas offline and, you know, just read stories. I have yeah. to get permission of the authors. So that was a thing. But I'd also ask them, well, would you want to perhaps hear stories about like my sleep paralysis? Because we talk about paranormal stuff on my lives quite often. And they're like, yeah, you know, because people, people that were in my lives were asking questions about it or had suffered from it. And they were like, what, you know, what about you? So then the idea started brewing, hmm, talking about sleep, dreams on a podcast. And the title is to be announced, but essentially what this podcast is going to be is an open dream journal with some entertainment on the side. I'm going to talk about my adventures with sleep paralysis and lucid dreaming, because that's something that I kind of over the years have been off, on and off trying to do. But now I, I really want to take it seriously and actually become proficient at it. So the whole point in the pod is my journey from zero to 100 with lucid dreaming. I pretty much, I know some stuff about it, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know what makes it tick. I barely know anything about dreaming. So I think it'd be interesting to see someone who has virtually no talent at it yet to go from nothing to actually being able to lucid dream and... and using that skill to transform my life yeah i've i've tried lucid dreaming in the past i mean it works sometimes i've i've never been able to like you know one thing that i've never been able to do is fly i've been able to change my surroundings and like teleport but flying is something i haven't been able to do like so let's say what one on one instance i was able to like make the walls in my kitchen fall down and then i happened to be in like i don't know the lower yard area in my in my high school at the time that's one thing that i managed to do but i've never been able to like get full lucidity you know what i'm saying it's i don't know tell me tell me about that are you one of those people that can naturally lucid dream um well back in the day when i was trying i was able to do it like maybe maybe once a week i don't really try that much anymore and honestly i hardly remember my dreams i covid is just lockdown is just completely ruined my whole um yeah yeah it's it's humbled me 
I get, I, w that's what we can say. It's humbled me. I can um, agree to that. Yeah, but when I actually actively try, like, I use, like, the methods, like, um, reality checking and um, other I'm methods like right that. Now, actually. <laughs> yeah, do the hand thing, count your fingers. Oh, I've yeah, got eight fingers, that sounds about right. This must be real life. <laughs> nah, but, like, that's the thing. In a dream, right, you could look up in the sky and an elephant will fly past you and you'll just accept that as real. That's one of I the know. most frustrating things about dreaming. And, like, I'm... Bro, I'm trying to go by a carry. Like, come on, this isn't... <laughs> <laughs> I can't be wasting my time looking at flying elephants. This isn't this isn't what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It's it's tough. <laughs> but yeah, and... no, um sorry. Carrie, I, I interrupted no. you there with the whole lucid dreaming thing. Uh No, I I love that. I I love like I said, dude, I'm starting a podcast about this. I love hearing about people that can actually do it because for me, I'm an outsider to this right now. Yeah. So I don't know it anything about this so hearing about people that have been lucid and able to control their dreams you know make walls fall down like you said or do whatever that's amazing and i yeah. can't wait until i'm at that point and it's so funny because a lot of people who say they want to lucid dream or they have done lucid dreaming they're like you know oh yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to have like three ways with all these people and trying to be flying around earth and i'm yeah. trying to be you know doing this at all at the same time and i want to do that like that's that's cool but my main desire for lucid dreaming is literally just to be there and to be able to be like wow this is the dream world who are you projection i want to ask you a question i want yeah. to interact with you i Mainly, it's just about asking questions. I want to be able to turn to the person in the left of me in the auditorium that I'm sitting in and be able to ask them, what is what is going on? How long have you been here? What is yeah, this place that I mean, we're in? You can learn a lot about yourself when you're lucid dreaming just by asking your subconscious, like the people in your dreams, questions about what's going on, how they feel about something or whatnot. You know, it's... Right. Um, I don't know where I was going with that analogy, <laughs> but I, I get okay. what you mean when you say you want to ask people in your dreams questions, though. Right. I, I just really want to know. I have so many questions. It's like, why is it taking me so long to get here? What is this? Do you taste food? Like, just normal questions. What would a dream projection say to me? That's, yeah. that's like, really what I want to do. Maybe that's too meta to have, because I'm from this lucid dreaming book that I'm reading. He's like, you know, have a goal for when you're lucid. What do you want to do? Do you want to smash a cake? Do you want to, you know, do smash this, do that? Do you want to <laughs> dig a really big hole? Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people want to smash cake in their lucid dreams. I could say that for a fact. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, just, uh, it's just an amazing thing. And I look at it as being able to lucid dream is being able to seize conscious control of such a vast part of your life that we otherwise would just be coasting through we're asleep for about a third of our lifetime so if you live to be 100 33 of those years you were just zoning out yeah. now a portion of that third of our lives we're in rem sleep and in theory i mean quote unquote proved but i feel like it's kind of dodgy 
to prove dreaming stuff, but you can control that. So you could ask questions, you can fulfill desires, you can practice your skills, achieve goals, all in that little world that you have access to in that portion of your life. And I feel like that's a great way, that's a, a great step that you could take for improving clarity in the waking world, improving your mental health, maybe improving your physical health, I don't know. And just maximizing, part of maximizing your potential as a human, I think, is is being able to focus your mind and even control your dreams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I could do with focusing my mind a bit more in nowadays. It's it's tough. Me too. I'm very... <laughs> My my friends and family always talk about how, you know, my awareness is just, yeah, <laughs> just, just uh, you know. What, did you zone out then as well? <laughs> fleeting. I was looking for a word, but. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm just, uh, not that I'm, I, I don't think I'm spacey, but I'm just kind of out of it. I'm very in my head, very, very in my head. And, uh, you know, meditating having mantras, receiving uh, receiving advice and wisdom from myself and my dreams might really be able to help me turn that around. Yeah. Yeah, I should, I should, I should think about that a bit more, about receiving wisdom from my dream self. Um, but anyways, let's move on to the next question. Um, so you've mentioned liking Tim Burton in the past. I mean, you met the man himself oh wait i need to clarify this i need to clarify this <laughs> okay <laughs> i was at a show i took a picture with one of my very close friends i love her with my entire heart um i don't know if she wants me to mention her name so i won't but i took a picture with her one of my other internet friends she's skilled with photoshop and she was like I'm bored in quarantine. I want to Photoshop people with their favorite celebrities. Send me pictures. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was Photoshopped. I said it. I... All right, all right. So she, I send her the picture of me and my friend. And then I send her a picture of Tim Burton. And I say, you know what? Just throw this in there. And I thought when I received the picture, I was cracking up laughing because I was like, yo, this is hilarious. Because I, to me, it looked like a meme. It looked like someone Photoshopped me with Tim Burton. Yeah. And I posted to my feed, sarcastically saying like, oh, you know, chip off the old block, whatever the fuck I said, I don't even know what I said. <laughs> and then people were like, oh my god, when did you meet? And I let it go for a little while, and then I come back to my app, and I'm like, why are all these comments saying this? So I commented, I was like, wait, 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 wait. you guys can see this is photoshopped, right? It's crazy too, because one of my friends who's actually a photographer was like, Oh my god, I can't believe you met him. Da, da, da. And I'm like, don't you do this? Don't I feel like you of all people would be like, haha, yeah, exactly. Jordan. Funny. Funny. I didn't meet I didn't meet Tim Burton. It was just uh, a Photoshop picture. Well, well Honestly, you should have just said, Yeah, yeah, I met Tim Burton. Yeah. He probably no, won't remember me, no but we met. I can't yo, no. One day. One day I'll, one I'll day. Go shake his hand and be like, yo, thanks. But yeah. not that day. Not today. I mean, I I don't I don't know if he's a big fan of black people, but I I still think he'd be a cool guy to meet, though. I still think. 
Yeah, um, there's, there's been so much controversy with that. It was strange. Yeah. Strange. It's a weird time. But we're not going to get into the whole controversy thing. What I wanted to ask about was um obviously you've mentioned before that halloween i'm pretty sure you've mentioned before that halloween is your favorite holiday is that is that true halloween is pretty much my birthday okay <laughs> so yeah uh yeah so favorite holiday um i wanted to ask you what's your favorite halloween costume that you've ever uh worn what's your favorite thing that you've gone as for halloween no one's ever asked me that before. Wow. Um, you know, I guess I don't know if I don't know if it counts if I didn't dress up as this person on Halloween. But my favorite thing that I've ever dressed up as is probably Sweeney Todd. It was just okay. really fun being in that that cosplay. I'm not even like a cosplayer. I, I've never done that before. Big fan of anime, big fan of uh, playing dress up and pretend and putting on ridiculous clothes and stuff like that. I, I love doing that. And I want to do more of that, actually. Um, just, I think that next time I go shopping, I have a nice burst of retail therapy. I want to order some weird pieces. But regardless, people were requesting that I sing songs from Sweeney Todd. So I'm like, what even is this movie? And I look it up and I'm like, wow, you know. And lo and behold, fast forward, I'm just like, in Halloween stores looking for pieces to assemble this closet cosplay. And it was really cool being able to bring that character to life and uh, not only dress up as him, but be able to inhabit that character for, you know, TikToks and Instagrams and stuff like that. That's been cool. But actual, like, playing by the rules of the question, my favorite Halloween costume, probably Spider-Man. Because I, I ordered the Spider-Man suit back in high school, and okay. uh, it came like I guess it was like dye sub, like dye sublimation, if that's the right word. I don't even know. And I painted on top of it, just adding some more of the finer details. I ordered lenses for it and stuff like that. Really made it my own. Yeah. And I still have that suit actually somewhere, somewhere in my in my house. But uh, <laughs> being able to dress up as my favorite Marvel superhero. And people are like, yo, that suit is so real. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, thank you so much. I made it. Um, when, that, when was that? Was that when was, um, when did you do the suit? I made the suit. I started making the suit in my senior year. <clears throat> I believe it was senior year of high school. So it must have been like 2015-ish. Uh, and I took it with me to college. I must have been Spider-Man like freshman, either freshman or sophomore year. I was just running around campus like a <laughs> madman. Yeah. That's that's really cool. I mean, I, I, I don't think I'd have the confidence to run around in the Spider-Man suit. So I, I respect you for that. It was good um, I mean, I, I'd probably try it out. Maybe once or twice. But you you I... should. It's, <laughs> come on. Come on. Yeah. I, need, I need to start expressing myself a bit more, I feel like, in public. Um, cool. So moving on from that, going going into your music a bit more. We haven't talked about your music that much so far. So let's get into that a bit. What is the Clubhouse, and how does the Clubhouse relate to you? Well, the Clubhouse is the title of my debut project as me, Jordan Fiction, 
And I wrote it at a time that I was, I was falling in love, like really, really falling in love. And I just, I didn't know, I didn't know how else to explain the feeling other than to put it into like a physical context. Like I, I'm a very big fan of making comparisons to things like saying, oh, this is like that. And for some reason, emotions are runes and sounds are colors. So the clubhouse is essentially, if you've ever fallen in love, it, it feels like you and that person are the only two people in your own little world. Like there's nothing else yeah. that can permeate that bubble. It's, it's really just you and them and all the stuff orbiting around you. Uh, so the clubhouse is just a manifestation of what it feels like to be, you know, just madly in love. And the, the textures and, and the color schemes that paint that story, it's all inspired by whatever it was that was going through my mind, whatever I was going through at that moment, those moments. Uh, and even still, I, I feel it, it came from a place of me wanting to, I mentioned this word before, me wanting to provide some type of escapism uh, for people because I, I just am really passionate about crafting a whole experience. I don't believe that I'm only a musician. I believe that I am an experience just like everyone else. You know, people aren't something, you know, just like love will teach you. People aren't something you can possess. People are, are entities that we have the privilege of experiencing. So I try to look at everyone, including myself, as an experience. And I want to bring my experience to people and, and just have it be like some type of catharsis, some space that we can all exist in and, uh, and feel together. So the clubhouse was the first page of me trying to take a crack at turning something that's invisible and tangible music into something that you can feel, something that you can touch, see. And I kind of was like, I feel like I, it was an important step for me because all the videos that I was making, all the content, it was just a learning experience and now I feel like I know a little bit more about my vision and how I want to take it so for the next burst of you know music and singles and eventually when I do make like my my it, that kind of was my first album when I make like my first studio album like you know the right way I want to really nail that whole thing of you know it's not just a project it's not just a bit of music it's not even just a story. I want it to be like just a whole world, more than yeah. a theme park, more than like a movie. I want it to be a world. That sounds amazing. How many? That's amazing. How how many songs do you reckon um, the next album will have then for it to be like a whole world? Uh, or would you say that it's not necessarily the length of songs? Maybe it's the the amount of you know, atmosphere within the songs that would make it a world. What, what would you say there? I think that 
sometimes to tell a story, it can take years. Sometimes a story only has to be a sentence long. It really depends on where I am, where, where I've been, uh, what the story is. It, there's no way to say like, oh yeah, this project is going to have, you know, 13 songs on it. Uh, I, I like that number. It's my favorite number. I, I probably will do 13 songs <laughs> just because I like that. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it really, it just depends on the story, you know? Um, it's more so like, how much can I produce? Because, you know, again, it's not only songs. When I'm thinking of my album or really any any project at all, it's like, how much stuff can I create to bring people into the space? Not just songs, but videos, pictures, diary entries, you know, written chapters, maybe... I'll sort of, you know, I wrote this down in my journal last night, sort of how like in Lord of the Rings, there's a, you can see they put a map in the beginning of the book so you can yeah. conceptualize the geography of the story. I was thinking, you know, I don't know what it, what if I, cause I, I am at the visual art. I've been drawing more than I've been making music like for a longer period of time. So how much visual art can I produce that brings people into the world? It's, it's just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to reverse engineer it, and when I find the place that I want to take people to, then that's when I can start to act on it, you know? That's really cool. That's um, a really cool sentiment. Is that the right word there? Cool. So, you sort of touched on this a little bit, but what's the biggest thing that you wanted the people who listened to the album to take from it? Because there's a lot of elements that are um touched on in this album like talk comes to mind for instance that's actually probably one of my favorite if not my favorite songs on the album i'm into sad music um (laughs) but yeah talk is one of my favorite songs on the album and it highlights on you know just enjoying the silence in a room between two people i guess if i'm interpreting that correctly but um yeah what's um What's the biggest thing that you wanted people to take from this album? Well, it's just a really big story about about love itself, young love. And it's very disjointed and it's very whiplashy and out of order because that's how we experience our memories. We don't experience our memories in, you know, chronological order as if it's a comic book or a movie. It's more like you just memorize the moments that really hit you in the heart at that time. So it's a narrative of love. It's a narrative of letting go. It's a narrative of being together and just everything. Like I said, everything that happens in that little otherworldly different dimension space that two people who are in love exist in and and create it's just the magic of being alone with someone that you really care about i wanted the album to feel like it was me and you in a room and we really trusted each other and 
just told each other secrets almost. It, it feels like I buried a lot of my secrets in that in that music. It's kind of funny. I, I don't. I've said this before with my friends who have asked me about songs, but I've never said it on the record like this. But yeah, there's a lot of things about my life. I'm a very secretive person, but there's a lot of things about my life that I've put in the music really deep down, buried. That uh, it was like my way of low key confronting things and low key like being able to get things off my chest. And I don't even know if it's like on some rap genius shit, like, oh, Jordan meant this when he said this. Like, I don't know if it's <laughs> even like that explicit, really. It's more like that little sound that I put in there was from a voice memo that I took with this person at this place or this, yeah. the way that I sang this the picture that I had in my head was, you know, like weird things like that. And it's just like, I want people to be able to make memories to that album. You know? Yeah. I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, I've used voice notes in my, in some of my music as well. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Some voice notes that some people in, in my past sent me where, I'm not going to get into that now. But yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from, though. And honestly, that's probably part of the reason why I'm probably never going to send someone a voice message um, or a voice note while I try to... <laughs> I'm probably going to try to... Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to be at the end of someone's song or at the start of someone's <laughs> song saying something toxic. Cause... You know what? Fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. Because it's just, it, it's tough, man. I don't, I don't want that. But yeah, um... That's so funny. Just be at the end of someone's song, you know? <laughs> imagine that song goes viral or something, you know? And people, hundreds of thousands of people are just hearing your voice at the end of this song. And they're all just coming to their own conclusions. Even though probably what you were... The actual context wasn't even that bad. But the song yeah. makes it out to be. Well, it's um, like uh, that song by Harry Styles. What's the name of that one? I think it's... Is it Cherry? something like that but there was at the end it was it was his girlfriend at the time and she was just like singing in french or something like that just like Cuckoo! and it's really so sad just if you listen to the album fine line and you just know about harry styles and just like that whole world it's really just so heart gripping and uh it's so sad but yeah, yeah just the magic of putting a voice memo in a song in that way it just makes things insane. seem so much more real, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I need, I, need, I need to keep on doing that. I need to find some more girls to get the voice messages from, voice memos from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then just let them break your heart and then just write an R&B masterpiece. Absolutely, yeah. I need some girls to write. So I mean, I've, I've had... We're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's let's move on a little bit. Um, when you visualize someone listening to your music, what kind of person comes to mind? And I suppose another question is what kind of person do you want to be listening to your music as well, if that person even exists? Uh, well, I'm a firm believer that music is for everyone to enjoy and you know i i mean like i guess you imagine oh like what do my fans look like like from a from like a management business perspective that's the thing but 
for me as an artist, when I make something, I just think about people that are passionate about, I don't know, just imagination. I love, I love being able to connect with people that have an imagination. I love being able to connect with people that like to have fun. I love being able to connect with people that have been through something that <clears throat> they feel like they can't speak about it. I want my music to be able to speak about it for them. I want my music to be able to give people a voice who don't have a voice, give people a place to go who feel like they don't have a place to go, uh, give people a, a place to to be when they feel like they can't be, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, hey, maybe maybe the clubhouse has, more, has room for more than two people, you know what I'm saying? Maybe the clubhouse is... The clubhouse <laughs> is just like this universe that we live in right now. It's infinite. That's, that's really deep. I'll think about that a bit more after the podcast, so for definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So last question before we get into the would you rathers. What's something about yourself that other people... Sorry, wait. What's Okay, yeah, here we go. Okay, what's an assumption that you've seen people make about you whether it's your fans whether it's the people around you what's an assumption that you've seen people make around you um about you and your music after just listening to it that's not necessarily true um okay okay one assumption that i've become aware of recently is this is kind of i feel like this is kind of silly but a lot of people on TikTok, like the crowd that usually is interacting with my stuff, they'll ask me things about bands that I've almost never heard of or bands that I've heard of but never listened to. Like the yeah. amount of people who ask me about My Chemical Romance, <laughs> I, I mean, I like My Chemical Romance now. I actually yeah. have, a, it's my favorite sweatshirt up there. I have to do, it's in the laundry. But I had never listened to My Chemical Romance until all my fans from TikTok were like, you, you know, like, you're a, you're an alt guy. How, how do you feel about MCR? Or like, they would request songs. I'd be like, who is that by? MCR. People think that, I don't know, I've listened to like every alt or goth or emo band. And yeah. I haven't, I, I definitely went through my rock phase. I'm still in my rock phase, but I feel like, I haven't been in my emo phase yet. I'm kind of entering it now. But people yeah. think that I've graduated from the emo. No, no. Who's I'm, who's it? Who's in your daily rota rotation then? Uh, who is in my daily rotation? I'll say definitely Caroline Polachek. Caroline Polachek has become my favorite artist. I discovered her. I don't know when. It must have been like before, or it must have been a little bit after the world ended. So. I think maybe like 2020, I discovered Caroline Palachuk. Uh Donna Missile is another artist that has been in my daily rotation uh, that I discovered because of the internet and quarantine. I was doing some research for blogs and stuff like that, and I found this blog that I, I kind of liked, and one of their featured artists of the month or the week or something like that was Donna Missile. I was like, who is this girl? I look her up. She's like, uh, just like this pop rock it feels so good like protagonist of a 
movie and I have a cigarette in my mouth and I'm speeding down this highway in the middle of the day type shit. Yeah. Really nice. And I love The weekend. He's probably one of my favorite artists like ever. Yeah. And now, yeah, now definitely. My Chemical Romance is in my rotation. Oh, okay. Cool. Definitely. Big time. Yeah, yeah. I definitely can hear The weekend influences in a lot of your music, I feel like. Um, especially early trilogy stuff, in fact. Like, I love trilogy. Yeah, honestly, trilogies. Okay, when we say trilogy, though, there's three different parts of trilogy. Like, um, three different mixtapes. What would you say your favorite one is? God, I hate when XO <laughs> fans ask me this shit. <laughs> you have a favorite? I don't know. I don't know. All right. I think that the one that I turn to the most is Thursday. But I think okay. my favorite has to be Echoes of Silence. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm getting the track list up right now. I feel like I usually go for the first Thursday one. is like Lonely Star. Yeah, Thursday was on that, of course. Uh, what else? Hel Heaven in Las Vegas, pretty sure. Yeah, House yeah. of Balloons is so good, bro. House of Balloons is classic. Yeah, um, okay, so Thursday has Lonely Star, Life of the Party, Thursday, of course, and then The Birds, um, Birds. Part one and Part Two. oh my god. See, the I Birds, don't know, Thursday's my favorite, bro. Yeah, um... <laughs> House of Balloons has High for This, What You Need, House of Balloons, Glass Table, Girls, Day One the Morning. Yeah, do you know what? House of Balloons is my favorite. That's the one I always go to, I think, um... And of course, loft music. Loft music is oh. that blows things, blows everything out of the water. I think loft music and coming down. Um, and of course, the party and the after party. The high, um, the pitch shifted vocals in that are insane. I feel like. Yeah. And I mean, Echoes of Silence is is alright as well. I don't really go to that one that often unless it's Echoes. That's like some crying in the bathtub type shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, do you know what? Usually, I listen to the first one, um, House of Balloons, for the sad stuff. I listen to that's House of Balloons when I'm feeling like hectic, and then I listen to Thursday when I'm feeling toxic, and then yeah. I listen to uh, Echoes of Silence when I'm feeling guilty for being toxic. Really? Because wait, you said Echoes of Silence for being guilty for being toxic? Yeah. Really, because Initiation and EXO slash The Host are probably some of the most toxic songs on... <laughs> I, I know, but you, you got him. Talk to me, baby. For the, <laughs> for, you know, the, the end of the album. Yeah, that's on true. The, that's on true. some rainy, dark streets type shit, so... Absolutely. You know, and um, outside, too. Of course, that's yeah. That's, like, low-key toxic, but, like, a little bit sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. For real. Um, um, all right, so that brings us to the end of the question section. Next is the Would You Rather section of the uh, podcast episode. Let's just get right into it. Um, would you rather be a rich, dumb loser or a paycheck-to-paycheck -paycheck genius? Uh, I'd rather be a paycheck-to-paycheck -paycheck genius because... If I'm a paycheck to paycheck genius, I'll know how to deploy my money to get more money. Also, I'd rather be <laughs> poor and happy than rich and sad and or dumb. So, you know what this sounds like? There's this one um, tweet that I see all the time. This one tweet meme where it's like, "Would you rather 
a hundred million dollars or lunch with Jay-Z. <laughs> See, lunch with Jay-Z, how, how much time does he have? Because he yeah, might be able to true. put me on the right yeah. trip. But then again, a hundred million dollars, I could probably buy lunch with Jay-Z like three times over. Yeah, that's And have money to have lunch with Travis Scott as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's actually true. I mean, I'd probably choose Kanye for... Um, no, I wouldn't choose Kanye for wisdom. What am I saying? I w- <laughs> um, I was gonna say for like monetary wisdom. That guy was like what forty million dollars in debt or something at one point. I don't know. He managed to pull himself out of it though, which is which. I want Kanye to give have... me a masterclass in how to make classic anthems. That's so true. Yeah, I... yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say on that matter. Just yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. For me, I'd probably choose. Yeah, I'd probably choose paycheck to paycheck genius as well. Um, because then at least I know that you know I'm I'm the cleverest in the room. As toxic as that sounds, <laughs> at least I know that. Uh, cool. So moving on to the next question: Would you rather eat the spiciest thing in the world ten times over, or the sourest? <laughs> Sour. <laughs> Sour, really. Sour. Yeah. What am I saying? Of course I choose the sourest, actually. Um, <laughs> well, then, oh, damn. I feel like sour is just as painful as spicy when you start to get, like, really sour. I suppose, yeah. But as someone who has eaten the Carolina Reaper and the ghost pepper, I don't want to do that again. Much less ten times over. Yeah, it, it's not fun. Don't, don't do it. I mean, unless you're looking for, I don't know, the ability to say, hey... I've eaten the ghost pepper and Carolina Reaper. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it because <laughs> it doesn't come up in conversation that often. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'd end up choosing <laughs> the sourest as well. I think that's that seems a lot less. It seems like a lot less prolonged pain than spiciest. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, cool. Here, here's one that I think will stimulate your mind a little bit. Would you rather never watch TV slash movies again or never oh listen God. to music again? Does making my own music count as listening to music? <sighs> Let's say no for this um, for this situation. Well, I'd rather never listen to music again. Really? You know why? You know why? Why is that? Because... Music is already in movies, ha ha ha. But also, <laughs> yeah, I think that there's more of a universe just within the culture of movies. There's more, there's more stuff to explore and more stuff to do. Um, like you, there's not really theme parks built around music yet, and I know I'll be one of those people that does do that. Yeah. But that's not really a thing yet. I mean, Astro World uh, exists. Yeah, I was, was but... going to say, Astro World is like really the only one to do that. Yeah. But I know that when me and Travis are shaking hands, we're going to be like, we fucking did it, bro. We yeah. were those theme park ass niggas. But I, I just think that not only would it be sad to not watch movies again, but thinking about places like Disney World, Universal, I would go there and be like, oh, this is kind of cool, but I don't really get it. Oh, my God, that would be so sad. I have to watch my movies. I need movies. Yeah. 
This is such a tough question for me, because I know that no matter what I pick, I'm going to end up in like a week's time thinking, man, I wish I'd picked the other one, you know? And I... Right now, I'd probably choose never watch TV slash movies again, but... Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy of me to say that. books, though. That's true, but there's a lot more music in the world than movies, you know, and TV. So... And of course, this is a music podcast, so I kind of like, I don't really have a choice. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I probably, it depends on what time of day you'd come to me about it, I think. And if I'm in the process of watching something or listening to something when you ask me this question as well. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, would you rather travel the world but never find love? Or find your soulmate, but never be able to travel outside of the outside of the U.S. Uh, I'd rather travel the world. I'm already, I'm already dubious about finding the love of my life. So mm-hmm. I think that I have a lot more. I have a lot more potential in the prospect of being able to see the world and experience everything that's going on on this planet. It's kind of funny in sci-fi movies especially Star Wars, like Mandalorian, too, if you've seen it. They just hop from planet to planet, and they're yeah. like, oh, what's going on here? Cool. All right, <laughs> see you later. Meanwhile, on Earth, it's like alien planets in sci-fi movies, it's like, oh, we're going to go visit that planet, and, like, that planet has their yeah. own ambassador, and, like, they have, you know, as if we they're as like, planet. As if they're, like, going to the shops down the road or something. They're just going to a planet. It's crazy. And as if landing on one part of a planet that's like what you see of the planet and like the whole planet agrees and the whole planet has one government. Hell no. You go yeah. down the road and it's different. <laughs> so yeah. I think that being able to see every corner of the planet. Ugh, see, I love I love the romance of being able to say I would love to experience every corner of a person. Because people are, people really are infinite if you meet the right people. But that's so true. Uh, at this point in my life, Love is not something that is super interesting to me. Um, so I think that being able to see the planet would be incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I get that. You release a whole album based on falling in love with someone. It's like, yeah, I've had enough of that for a while. Let's <laughs> let's travel the world for a bit. I know exactly what you mean. I, I don't even know if love exists anymore, man. <laughs> I guess we'll um, find out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Kanye at the Grammys, I guess we'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll never know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I probably, to be fair, I don't, I'm thinking about whether I'd be cool with living in the UK for my entire life. I don't know. I still want to travel the world, though. But let's hope that COVID calms down soon and I'll be able to do that. I think I'd choose traveling the world over finding my soulmate. Um, cool. Always have B.O. and not know it, or always smell B.O. on everyone else. <laughs> on some on some Edward Cullen shit, I'd rather just smell B.O. on everyone else. There's no way you're catching me in the streets lacking. I always <laughs> smell like lavender, roses, or if you could imagine what glitter smells like, that's exactly what I smell like. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty. That's that's really cool. Do you have um? Do you have a signature smell, or is that 
lavender. Is that like copyrighted, patented? You're not letting anyone know about it. Once I start, once I start doing cosmetics and uh, and like beauty and stuff like that, there's definitely yeah. going to be a Jordan Fiction scent, and lavender will be used. I don't know if it's going to be. I want it to be like a unisex scent, so I don't know if it's going to be explicitly lavender, but lavender will be uh, an inspiration in that because that's my favorite flower and also my favorite scent. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, okay, so going down the, the Fenty route, I see. That's <laughs> one day, people, right? One day, if I ever have, if a lady out there is ever dumb enough to have my children, one day. Uh, my kids are just gonna come up to me and they're gonna be like dad did you know that the owner of fenty used to write songs because what's going on with rihanna she hasn't released an album in how many years that's that's all i see on twitter and her instagram comments and all of that and i'm pretty sure yeah. she's getting sick and tired as well but i i'm digressing here <laughs> jordan the fiction sense that's that's a really cool idea i'm just imagining like the packaging for that like sort of like red and black um sort of like cloud kind of situation around it that's that's really cool pretty much that's, <laughs> that's pretty much exactly how it's going to be yeah I, I i can't wait like i'm so excited for going deeper in my my music um but aside from that i can't wait to do more with my visuals and clothing and being able to make the locations of my shows look a certain way and, and being able to get into food and wine and perfumes and beauty and, and all this other stuff. Yeah, Cause you know, again, it's, it's not just about the music. It's about, I want to stimulate all of our senses. Yeah. I want to be able to touch all of your senses. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, what do you think you'll go for first though? Will it be like the merch line, like hoodies and t-shirts or what do you think you'll go for first? Well, right now, uh, it's definitely on the visual side. So I, I really want to design merch and I'm, I'm corresponding with graphic designers right now. I'm designing merch, but sort of out of the blue, I, I have been fulfilling orders for paintings. I've been painting a lot. People have been uh, people have been requesting for. I kind of just posted it randomly on TikTok, but I was like, "Yo, I'm drawing my followers as Powerpuff Girls." So, yeah. and I posted one video and went pretty crazy, and then I got a bunch of requests. And now, like, I'm I'm sitting in my like, office space right now, and there's just paintings surrounding me. Yeah. So, this it kind of counts as merch. It's just like handmade merch, I guess you would say like commissioned merch so merchandise like visuals and uh clothing is coming next along with my music and then once i get good at that i'll add another branch to the tree and then once i get good at that i'll add another branch to the tree that's really cool yeah honestly i'm looking forward to to seeing some jordan fiction hoodies and t-shirts and things like that coming out soon i'm looking forward I'm to that. they're gonna be cozy oh god i can't wait Love a good hoodie. <laughs> um, cool. So that brings me to my last question, Jordan, before I let you go on your way. Um, you are heard by everyone on Earth right now for 10 seconds. What do you have to say to the almost 8 billion people walking the Earth right now? Be nice to each other. You have no idea what they're going through. Uh, 
believe in yourself because you're more capable than anyone is ever giving you credit for, including yourself. Okay. Believe in yourself and be ni nice to each other. Yeah. That's really cool. So you wouldn't promote yourself or do anything like that? You can't see yourself doing that within the 10 seconds? If I had 10 seconds to speak to the entire world, I couldn't imagine that I would use that 10 seconds to just promote myself. I would rather be able to give something that could improve the world. And, you know, I, I like my music, but I don't think 10 seconds of saying link in bio would be as, uh, <laughs> as great as just saying, guys, please just for God's sake, just be nice to each other. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I understand what, where you're coming from with that. I'd still tell them to go listen to the Shane Anigans podcast available on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, and more. But I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a thought that counts. Um, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. That's really cool. So, with that, I guess that's a good note to end off on on the Shane Anigans podcast, this episode of the Shane Anigans podcast, Artist Edition. Jordan, um, do you have anything you'd like to say to the listeners before we close things off? Well, if I hypothetically had 10 seconds to talk to all the listeners on this podcast, I would say hello, goodbye, and thank you. My name has been Jordan Fiction. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, soon i mean you could find me on spotify of course and any other streaming platform that you prefer but you'll also be able to see my podcast title to be announced on your favorite streaming platform can't wait to see you there say hi i'm, I'm a human you could stop in my dms and just say hello you know uh, other than that thank you so much for listening love you that's really that's that's sick i like that message thanks jordan um thank you for appearing on the podcast uh listeners of the shane anagans podcast thank you for listening stay shay amazing and i will see you all next time and that concludes this fortnight's installment of the shane anagans podcast artist edition with ashana sumazura i am of course ashana sumazura feel free to subscribe to this channel and click the bell next to it or if you're an audio listener simply subscribe on your podcast platform of choice if you have anyone you'd like to see on the podcast or if you're an artist who would like to make an appearance feel free to drop me a message on any of my socials see you all next time